0: Hey, parents, Trust Your Narrator here, and I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast from the creators of Who's Smarted called Mysteries About True Histories. It's full of adventure, riddles, jokes. We even snuck some secret math into each episode, including the title of the show. If your kid likes to laugh and learn, then they're going to love Mysteries About True Histories. Out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, parents. Are you looking for ways to take care of your own mental health while caring for those around you? If so, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week on How to Be a Better Human, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic, and often unexpected, ways that you can improve your life. This show has everything from an episode with Dr. Becky about how to repair relationships when you've made a mistake to how to set boundaries both with your kids and your parents— And even a deep dive on why it's okay for your house to be messy sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed. And more great episodes come out every Monday. Find out how to be a better human wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Trick or treat. Whoa, awesome
0: costume. Here you go. Thanks. Psst, smarty pants. Raise your hand if you like going trick or treating on Halloween. I see a lot of hands up. So what's your favorite part? Is it the costumes, the spooky Halloween decorations, hanging out with friends and family? Yep, those are all great. But the best part, of course, is ringing doorbells. How fun is that? Oh, is that not the most fun part? Uh, Could there be something else? Hmm, what could it be? Uh, Just a sec, I got another trick-or-treater at the door. Oh, hi, great costume. In fact, I just saw someone else wearing a similar one.
1: Actually, that was me. Um, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but you gave me a toothbrush, and I was wondering if I could have some candy instead. Candy? You want candy? Of course. It's the best part of trick-or-treating. Oh. Oh,
0: is that what you were thinking too, Smarty Pants? Of course it was. Today, we're going to talk specifically about the most popular and most celebrated candy in the world. Any guesses what that is? If you said, chocolate, you're right. And just think how versatile chocolate is. You can use it in cakes, cookies, candy bars. You can drink it hot. Eat it cold as ice cream. Melt it over fruit. Or break it into chips. There's milk chocolate, dark chocolate, semi-dark chocolate, even white chocolate.
1: Some chocolate can even be healthy for you. I don't care what kind of chocolate you give me, just as long as it's chocolate. Here you go. Thanks!
0: As for you, smarty pants,
1: I can't give you chocolate.
0: But I can answer your chocolate-covered questions. Like, where does chocolate come from? How did it become the world's most popular treat? And could chocolate one day disappear? It's time for a mouth-watering whiff of science and history on
1: Who's Smarted? Who's Smarted? Who's Smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up, everyone! We make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted?
0: Okay, Smarty Pants. When you think about chocolate, what comes to mind? Let me hear it. Ah, many of you love chocolate bars, M&M's, peanut butter cups, chocolate ice cream, chocolate brownies, chocolate chip cookies, and so much more.
1: Mmm, chocolate.
0: And of course, on a cold winter day, there's nothing like a cup of hot chocolate to warm you up. But what you're probably not thinking about is where chocolate comes from. Tell me, smarty pants, where is the birthplace of chocolate? Is it A, the Himalayan mountain range in Asia? B, the Amazon rainforests of South America? C, the shores of Europe's Mediterranean Sea? Or D, Santa's workshop in the North Pole? Ho, ho, ho! The answer is B, the warm, tropical Amazon rainforests. Sorry, Santa. Ho, ho, no! Deep in the river basins of South America's Amazon and Orinoco rivers, and in parts of southeastern Mexico, grows a tree which produces a fruit so magnificent, its name, Theobroma cacao, actually means food of the gods. Inside this fruit are seeds called cacao beans, which are dried and roasted to become cocoa beans. And those
1: beans are used to make, you guessed it, chocolate. Wait a second. Are you telling me chocolate is fruit?
0: (gasps) Well, some say it is, while others argue that it's a vegetable.
1: So, when my mom says I need to eat more fruits and veggies, I can just eat chocolate instead? Awesome! Uh well, mm, not quite. But trust the narrator. You just said. Hey, hang, hang on. Hear me out first.
0: Chocolate played a major role in ancient Mesoamerican culture, and was believed to have mystical healing powers. The Mayans used chocolate in many celebrations, including rituals to mark births, marriages, and even deaths. The Mayans loved chocolate so much, in many homes, people had it at every meal.
1: Every meal? This just keeps getting better and better. Except
0: chocolate back then was not like today's chocolate. It wasn't a solid bar or truffle. Instead, it was a drink.
1: Hot chocolate works for me, dude.
0: (sighs) And it was cold and bitter and often mixed with chili
1: peppers. Oh, well... Bitter pepper chocolate still sounds better than unbitter Brussels sprouts. Maybe,
0: but the cold, bitter chocolate drink was very popular with the rich and powerful Mesoamerica. In fact, the Aztec ruler Montezuma is said to have drunk 50 cups of it in a day.
1: Ooh, sounds like someone has a problem.
0: According to legend, Montezuma introduced his favorite chocolatey drink to Spanish explorers in the 1500s. Oh, try it. It's delicious. The Spanish did. And they were not impressed. One described chocolate as, quote, a bitter drink for pigs. (laughs) End of story, right? Not quite. The Spanish realized they could make chocolate taste a whole lot better by adding honey or another ingredient to it. An ingredient that's a major part of chocolate today. Smarty Pants, any guesses? Is it A? Soy sauce. B. Orange juice. Or C. Sugar. <laughs> you got it. Adding sugar to the chocolate drink made it a huge hit in Europe. However, just like with the Aztecs, only the wealthy could afford it. yoo Please pass the chocolate drink. However, in 1828, a new invention from the Netherlands would change all that. It was called the cocoa press, and it separates fat called cacao butter from the roasted cocoa beans, making a cocoa powder that one could easily mix with water to create a drink or use to flavor food. The process was both simple and inexpensive, which meant more people could afford to buy cocoa powder. It became a treat for everyone, and soon one that you could actually bite into. In 1847, British chocolatier Joseph Fry put melted cacao butter back into the cocoa powder, creating a chocolate paste that was molded into the first...
1: Chocolate bar!
0: That's right! After that first chocolate bar was created, many earth-shattering chocolate inventions were soon to follow, some with names you may recognize. Try me! First, in 1868, a British company called Cadbury started selling the first boxes of chocolate candies and later chocolate Easter eggs. No bunny knows Easter
1: better than Cadbury.
0: Shortly after that, a Swiss chocolatier named Daniel Peter created the first milk chocolate bar with the help of his neighbor, Henri Nestlé. Together, they created the Nestlé company. That's why I- Then, in 1879, another chocolatier from Switzerland, Rodolf Lindt, invented a conking machine, which uses large stone rollers to make chocolate smoother, creamier, and better tasting.
1: Made to melt you by the Lindt Master Chocolatier.
0: Chocolate is actually the only food that melts around 93 degrees Fahrenheit, just below normal body temperature, making it a creamy treat unlike any other. Mmm, chocolate. Of course, Europeans weren't the only ones craving chocolate. In the 1900s, the United States got into the chocolate game when a businessman bought farmland in rural Pennsylvania and established a factory town devoted entirely to chocolate. Any guesses what it's named?
1: Hershey! Correct!
0: While Milton Hershey was creating Hershey, Pennsylvania, a father and son team named Mars were busy creating the Milky Way bar and later M&M's. Thanks to Hershey, Mars, and other chocolatiers, by the end of the 1920s, the United States was home to more than 40,000 different candy bars. That includes one of the top-selling candies in the United States, a famous peanut butter cup created by a man named... Reese. (laughs) You really know your candy. Yep. Chocolate's popularity exploded. And it's still one of the world's most loved treats today. But all that desire for chocolate comes at a cost and a concern that chocolate may someday disappear.
1: No! How? Why? It can't be true. It can't be true. Is it true?
0: It is true. And I'll tell you all about it right after this break. Okay, smarty pants, you may love chocolate, but which country do you think eats the most chocolate? Is it A, Switzerland, B, Mexico, C, the United States, or D, Germany? Even though many Americans love chocolate, it's not number one. In fact, the United States isn't even in the top five, (laughs) and neither is Mexico. Germany is second on the list, which means that the country that eats the most chocolate is Switzerland, Ah. The average Swiss eats nearly 19 and a half pounds of chocolate every year. <laughs> Obviously, in Switzerland and elsewhere, chocolate is a valuable substance. But did you know that it was actually once used as money? During the American Revolutionary War, soldiers were sometimes paid in chocolate instead of cash. What? And back when the Aztecs ruled the lands of central Mexico, they used cacao beans to buy food and other items. They considered these beans more valuable than gold. These days, Montezuma's Mexican home and South America are no longer the capital of the chocolate empire. Smarty Pants, can you guess where most of today's cacao beans are grown? Is it A, Africa, B, Australia, or C, Asia? The answer is A, Africa. About 70% of all the world's cocoa comes from West African countries such as Ivory Coast and Ghana. There are about one and a half million cocoa farms in West Africa. Whoa. Unfortunately, some of these farms, which are not owned by the companies that make chocolate, are said to be forcing people to work on their lands, often for long hours in harsh conditions. There are policies and laws in place to end these practices, but problems still exist. These days, people can buy fair trade chocolates to support cocoa farms that treat their workers humanely. But that's not the only issue when it comes to chocolate. There's also the environmental impact. Trees are constantly being cut down to make room for cocoa farms. That impacts the environment, just as climate change is impacting chocolate production. Scientists say that nearly all of the chocolate-producing locations in the world today are threatened by rising temperatures and might not be able to grow cacao beans in the near future. That has some worrying that chocolate could disappear for good.
1: No, no, no. That can't happen.
0: Will it happen? Probably not. Farmers and scientists are figuring out ways to keep growing cacao trees using genetic innovations or simply planting trees in cooler and wetter locations at higher elevations. Ah. Cocoa production may shrink, which could lead to more expensive chocolate, but chances are the treat will still be around. Phew. Thank goodness. You can say that again. Studies have shown that chocolate, especially dark chocolate, provides some health benefits.
1: Really? Like what?
0: Chocolate has been known to reduce the risk of diabetes and heart problems. And it may also improve your brain's health. So eating more chocolate makes you smarter? Yes! Hold on. Not so fast. Today's chocolate also contains large amounts of sugar and fat. If you eat too much of it, you might get cavities, gain weight, or have other health problems. So enjoy your chocolate, but eat it in moderation.
1: Fine. I'll have one a day. Later, trusty narrator. Good night. Trick or treat.
0: Oh, you again. Looking for more chocolate?
1: Actually, I have lots of chocolate. I could use a toothbrush.
0: A big shout out and happy Halloween to Rose in California. Our official motto at Who Smart is... We make learning fun. And according to Rose, she loves Who smarted because she learns in a fun way. Sounds like we're both holding up our end of the bargain. Way to go, Rose. This episode, Chocolate, was written by Dave Butterfinger Beaudry and voiced by Gia Milky Way Davis, Adam M&M's Davis, Brandon Baby Ruth Bayless, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hershey-Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Cadbury-Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Snickers Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex-Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex-Davis and Jerry Kolber. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production.